1: Ready?
3: to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Except we're not at Millburgers today. There's lots going on is there. time to
4: start, Milton?
3: It is time to start. Okay. Everybody can hear okay? I can't see can see you, Milton. I know. I, I, I don't like this setup as much because we either. can't see each other. Wow. We're here at the 22nd Annual Festival of Flowers at the Austin Highway Events Center. You can hear the crowd behind us. There's lots of folks here doing all kinds of fun stuff. Come on out, they're open today till 5. And uh, it's on Austin Highway between Walsham and Eisenhower. Uh, so we'll be interviewing people, talking to folks. People come up and ask questions. So we, uh, we want to hear from you now at 210 308 8867.
4: all the questions. What's the. Oh, we have? Yeah, Calvin and walk. Calvin and I walked the. Oh, did you did you, and, uh, did you get beat up? Yeah, oh. lots of
5: questions. Yeah, what, what kind of the, <laughs> the lines kind of follow you as you go through there?
3: <laughs> what kind of questions did y'all get?
5: Identify the. Do oh. You know? Do you know this salvia or <laughs> uh, this is this plant with the yellow flowers? It's,
4: yeah, Lisa's here. Oh, is she? I haven't seen her. Yeah, she's been by a couple of times. She's got a handful of tickets. Oh. From the plant exchange,
3: is she waiting for uh, stuff to still come in? I, don't I guess so. And man, so next year I'm going to try to get the uh, the plastic red flyer concession here. <laughs> that's the play. That's the thing to have. Everybody's got their little flyers or their plastic wheelbarrows, and they are uh, moving stuff out from the plant exchange. And there's lots of great vendors and some new stuff here that I haven't seen before, vendor wise. And oh yeah. Yeah, so uh, some really good folks, and uh, we'll keep talking. Like I said, we'll talk to you a little bit more about them uh, as we go. Uh, Jerry and Calvin finished their um, presentation with Mark Peterson. A
4: lively presentation. Yes, was it lively? It was kind of lively.
5: Yeah, we had uh, about 55 people. Oh, my goodness, that's sitting great. Sitting yeah, an and uh, lots of questions. We got through about uh, one-third of the agenda items.
3: yeah.
4: Of, uh, no, really. We We're didn't even get to talk about lawns. Yeah, I thought
3: the lawns would be the the most uh have the most input cuz we get a lot of lawn questions.
5: Yeah. Well, you know, Jerry and I used to when we did uh oh, uh, spring bloom giveaway that we used to do uh one of our sessions was uh lawns all the time and that always always filled up the the uh, uh room. So there are lots of questions. Well, and it it's uh because it uses so many resources, uh, a lawn does, it's, uh, and it's uh, one of the most difficult landscape types to grow, it's challenging here. So, yeah, there are lots of questions and lots of uh, information that can be exchanged. So we'll just have to get it next time, huh?
3: Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna, we'll keep talking about that in a minute. But Ray is on the line, and he wants to uh, ask Jerry a question, and we'll all try to help him. Ray's called us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. All right, Ray, we're going to try to hear you through all the noise here. Let's see what happens. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you just fine. What's going on?
6: Okay, good deal. Um, I just wanted to uh, thank Dr. Parsons. I had called last week, and uh, it was in regards to the Crape myrtles that I have out here in Converse, and I had sent him some photographs of discolored right. uh, leap. Remember that? Uh, right. I appreciate I, I did, that. I did exactly what you said. I flattened out the mulch piles. They're only about, I'd say, four to five inches uh, deep now, and they're probably eight inches in diameter, so they, they're all flattened out. Then I took uh, I got some of that high yield uh, iron plus and Good. sprinkled it on there and gave it water and I could tell the difference with it. Well, it's, it's been a week. I could tell the difference within one week. Uh, the wow. leaves that yeah had,
4: you can you, you could, if it's a, if it's a lack of iron or nitrogen that product will uh, act pretty fast.
6: I, I would imagine that once the roots get down deeper, that it's not going to have those problems. Because the ones in the backyard don't have that problem; they've been in the ground right. uh, m- months longer than these two Probably in the front. Not. So uh, those leaves. How, that, how, how you know, deep
4: did you say? How deep did you say your mulch was?
6: Uh, it's about four inches. Okay, but it, but it was maximum.
5: But it was even deeper, wasn't
6: it? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. I had them like like donuts. I had it raked up into a pile, into a, like a donut around each one. And I, I, my plan was to flatten them out in June when the weather got hotter, to cover more ground space. But because of all the rain we've been having, I figured the higher I piled it, the quicker the ground would dry. Um, that way the roots yeah. wouldn't wouldn't stay uh, waterlogged. So that was my plan to flatten them out in June. But I I flattened about a couple of weeks earlier, uh, based on on your, on on your on uh, your advice. And that seems like I mean the leaves that had discolored, they've uh, I'd say 99% of those have fallen off. But no new leaves that I can really notice have started to discolor. So it looks like they're right. to stop to that's it. Good. Yeah, that's
5: yeah, right. you know. We talk about irises uh, are one of the few plants that doesn't benefit by mulch. Uh, uh-huh. And cra- uh, crape myrtles sometimes, we, we talk about them too, that they are, are not uh, one of the pl- best plants to use mulch on. Part of it is for the, we want them to drop their leaves in the fall and we want them to quit growing. And then uh-huh. your, your example is another part of that uh, whole story. Well, but I'm
4: glad it worked out and I'm glad you called in to let us know. Yeah, we can uh, go I was, now.
6: I was definitely we're, we're gonna done. let you know you hit the nail right <laughs> on the head. I really appreciate
4: it. Woo-hoo. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Ray. All
6: right. Thank you. Glad go it
4: worked. All right. Thank you for calling.
3: All right, well, see, there we go. We don't have to do anything now. We just got no. that one call from Ray, that testimony. We can rest on our laurels. Yeah. All right, well, you can call us if you want. But if, no. <laughs> you, if you want that top-notch advice, just like Ray got, you call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. For instance, Calvin hasn't seen this. I'm going to share it with everybody here at the Festival of Flowers. But I followed your advice to the letter on those strawberries festival is that what they were called yeah
4: yeah oh man and uh, you'll I, have to you'll have to show david uh, rodriguez i your, will yeah your, but i'll, I'll show you know. calvin
3: and uh, here I, i've got a, a sample of of one of those right now in my pocket that's still blooming i mean here we go calvin i'll pass that to you <laughs> uh,
4: don't eat it
3: calvin <laughs> How would you describe that?
5: Uh, a uh, small after the prime. Yeah. Uh, They're really it, cute But it now. also indicates that the plant is still looking good. Yeah, the plant is still yeah. looking good. It is actually
3: smaller than a dime. Is that about right? Maybe a dime size? Oh, yeah.
5: I think I think it's at least dime size. Yeah. I wonder what it tastes like. We'll have to. Uh, well, wait, I'm tempted to just ch- ch- chomp onto it. Are you? Okay. Should I do it or do you want to do it?
3: No, I'll I'll, I'll do it.
4: All right, let me try. No, no, we we want to save it for David Rodriguez.
3: Oh, we'll save it for David. Okay, yeah, it's a little strawberry, like as Calvin said. Yeah, maybe dime size, maybe even
5: nickel, if
3: I'm close, lucky. Close, close to
5: nickel. Someplace close in the to I,
4: I think he might have dropped back on the fertility. Don't you? Cal? Oh, do you it think? Looks like it? Yeah. Is that the issue? Oh, okay. Well, I can no, do well, that. Well,
5: and the, the heat. It's too late now. Man. Oh, okay. hot okay. weather, yeah.
3: Or we just grow uh, like we have cherry tomatoes, like little uh,
5: grape uh, there you grape go. strawberries. You know, for, <laughs> all right. I'll show well, Dave. Y- you know, wild well, uh, wild strawberries. Uh, well, our, our friends that had the uh, that converted their soil to acid soil. I don't remember what their names are over there at uh, uh, in San Antonio. Jerry and I dealt with them for a lot of years. Uh, what what was the plant they were trying to grow or something? Oh, asaelyas they were growing. Ooh, wow. But they also uh, had uh, used uh, wild strawberries as a ground cover. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, and they were very attractive, and that's they produced a lot of those tiny little uh, bit of strawberries. And the birds loved them.
3: Yeah, yeah, the squirrels finally got found the plant again because I picked one off. that was actually maybe about the size of a quarter, and it had just teeth marks in the side. Where they had ripped it up, so so all right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Y'all were talking about your presentation. You didn't get to lawns, but uh, you said you opened it up to questions. And were they focusing on plant identification too, or were they asking different questions?
5: No, they weren't. They were more on uh, oh, uh, cultural practices. We were trying to get uh, um, emphasis on planning. And, yeah, yeah, you know, of course, the top the uh, title was Plan, Plant, and what was the third word in there? <laughs> uh, but, plan,
4: uh,
3: plant. Plant it, plant it, grow it. Grow, grow it. it, yeah.
5: So there was a lot of grow it, uh, grow it questions and uh, planting questions. Did you all use Greg's
3: book? Uh, yeah, we did that. That's You know, um, I think Mark said this after the show, that it was probably, this is last Sunday, uh, one of the most underappreciated gardening books out there—that it has uh, um, so much information, is so uh, well put together, and um,
5: yeah, it's, it's organized in a manner that makes it really useful for Anne? for for folks.
3: Ann, do you want to come up and say hi? <laughs> she's she just an, kind of wandering. Yeah, she's a, busy. Schiller in her days. up there with us. There's the mic. So, and what's going on?
7: Uh, lots going on here. <laughs> no. I know. Got a nice, large crowd. Lots and lots of plants. That's what I was saying earlier. That the theme today is plants, 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 and things that go with plants.
3: Okay, I like that.
7: Uh, well, how did y'all's seminar go? It was
5: good. Yeah, we had uh, we, 50, we uh, fifty-five, pretty close to packed.
7: Wow. Well, we have uh, right now David Rodriguez is speaking on vegetable gardening in the four seasons, and then we'll have Mary Dunford speaking on spices and herbs yeah, for the San Antonio good. kitchen. Followed by uh, Garden Writer Judy Barrett, and she's going to be talking. It's an organic slant about uh, when good things happen, when bad things happen to good gardeners. Yeah,
3: and she's when got i I'm sorry. Her, <laughs> when, when good gardens <laughs> well, go bad. Let me start over <laughs> with that. <laughs>
7: When What's good happening? gardens go bad, not What's good gar- I just said good gardeners. When good gardeners go <laughs> is that, bad.
3: Yeah, that.
5: Is this R-rated? I know. Okay,
3: next year we do that. When uh. good
5: gardeners go bad.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I, we can give you names of several <laughs> that you can use.
7: This year, it's uh, good gardens. When good gardens go bad. You know, yeah. she wrote a book this year on that topic, and she has all of her. She's written eight wonderful gardening books, and she has all of them here on sale that she's going to be uh, signing.
4: Yeah, she's got a booth over she there. Does. She does. She has it. a booth. Very cool. And her
7: husband uh, brought in some organic tomato plants.
4: Oh, how interesting.
7: Well, organic plants, organic tomatoes, excuse me, tomato plants as he's grown organically. Okay. we, we I'm all tongue-tied. <laughs> that's
3: okay. I think that... The uh, but remember that for next year the uh, festival of flowers after hours yes. when good gardeners <laughs> go bad <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and the plant exchange is doing very yes, well. Yes, it is. I we, see. The
7: we still have lots of plants down there. We have exhibits, and this year we've got a kids area. And yeah, so I saw that. That, that it's was cool. Very cute, and lots of kids down there uh, planting things, coloring plants.
5: Well, Milton, I know, wandered down there to see if he could get his, paint, his face painted, but they <laughs> no, said, you no, know, that was a lost cause. They know. said, we can't even help you. And, and
7: I, I just noticed that two people from the city of San Antonio Waste Management walked in, but they have a truck out there and they're giving away free compost. Oh, One really? Person. Wow. Mm-hmm.
3: That's so. really cool. Okay, we'll have to uh, th- get some compost. Yeah,
7: put
4: it, put it in your trunk, Milton. And i try a little, my little beetle. I brought my
5: beetle.
3: Yeah, yeah, we'll just put it in the back the of the car and well. load
5: her in. Yeah. But.
7: So things carry on until 5 o'clock this afternoon. Admission $7. Children under 10 free and lots of free parking.
3: Yeah. And uh, let's see, we got Saws to our right. Yes. We're, we're right Saws is coming. our co
7: host. And they still have plants, free plants to give away, although that supply is dwindling. Lots of orange bags. Xeriscape uh, plants, your choice of three. It's a, it's just a, an expert in every booth, as we yeah. say. So it's a great learning opportunity as well.
3: And the seminars are brought by brought to everybody by, by Millburgers. Millburgers. Yeah.
7: Millburgers and people who are attending that seminar are eligible for a gift card. Oh, good. that's good! being given away at the end of each seminar. I
3: know you were talking to Trace about that. I'm glad it got worked out. Yay!
4: And, uh, uh, this I, is also a great well. Uh, Best place is to uh, get some uh, hybrid uh, daylilies. Yes. I mean the, the, the daylily society. The daylily is over society there, is here, and they've uh, got a demo, They've got a. They're doing their show here.
7: Right, their show where uh, they have about four tables, very long tables, right. filled with um, uh, daylily blooms, and they want to know which one you think is are the prettiest. I
4: wanted to taste them, but they didn't go for that.
5: Well, we warned them about you, uh. so they put a little—they uh, put a little uh, name tag on him. Yeah. Daylily eater. And did you see my strawberry?
7: Wow, uh, <laughs> you grew that yourself?
3: Uh, yeah, yes. that's a year's worth of work. Yeah,
7: yeah I was going to say it's a whopper strawberry. Uh huh. Yeah,
3: when good strawberries go bad, <laughs> <laughs> or something we may, like that. We may be looking for All right, and will you come back and visit with us I in will. a little while? Yeah, I will. All right, well, that gives you some ideas, just some of all the things that are happening here at the 22nd Annual Festival of Flowers on Austin Highway at the Austin Highway Event Center. It's a great event, real spread out, and uh, uh, folks are, are really enjoying the uh, the new layout. Nice and cool in here, too, so uh, uh, real comfortable as well. So, And, and again, I've mentioned this before. Um, I'm just sitting here. You know, I got set up at the 10, just sitting here on the computer and listening to people. And it's like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you since no. last year at the Festival <laughs> of Flowers. And so it happens a lot. So, this yeah. What's the
5: address here, Milton? No, uh, let
3: me get you the exact address. I think it's uh, 19... Hang on. I'm going to get it for you. It's 1948 Austin Highway between Eisenhower and Walsham Road on Austin
5: Highway. Yeah, because oh, it's pretty, uh, relatively easy to find. But oh yeah,
3: yeah. There's but. a guy
5: outside with a sign waving people Yeah, at that's and,
3: right. And, yeah, ooh, that is that your
4: bougainvillea that y'all are selling? No. Okay. I was not in a basket. It's in a box. Oh. It could. I saw it, your, your It could go in a basket.
3: Rob saw. Rob sent pictures. That bougainvillea was gorgeous. Isn't it pretty? Yeah. You. uh tell you what. We'll. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back in a second. You can talk about some of the plants y'all are offering at the Research and Development booth here at the Festival of Flowers. All right, our phone number as we take a break is 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Come on by. Say hi to us here at the Festival of Flowers on Austin Highway at the Austin Highway Event Center. Go by and say hi to Trace and the gang over there at Millburgers. We'll tell you about what they have on sale coming up in just a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Milburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Let's face it: if you're growing tomatoes, you know there's nothing better than a homegrown tomato. The only thing that comes close is bragging on that tomato to other people, and maybe even winning prizes for those tomatoes. That's why a long time ago, Milburgers established the Top Tomato Contest—a friendly and fun way for gardeners to brag on their tomatoes and win some terrific prizes. This year, that. Time Top Tomato Contest is June 8th at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Forty Road, and it all starts at 10 o'clock. It goes from 10 to noon when the judging will take place. There are three different categories, cherry and smaller, regular tomatoes, and then the biggest tomato based on weight. And one tomato will be named San Antonio's Top Tomato. So for more information, go to nursery.com and mark your calendars for June 8th. We're going to have lots of fun at Millburgers' Top Tomato contest
8: what would happen if you didn't
0: show up for work tomorrow for the next couple of days for a week a couple of months a year how long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedMap.com and find your true financial piece like so many of our members already have. That's LifestylesUnlimitedMap.com.
9: If you're age 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today. At 210 373 6000. There are benefits with age, and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved, and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210 373 6000. The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to bigstatefinancial.com. That's bigstatefinancial.com. There's a lot going on right
0: now and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic and breaking news all while entertaining you 24 hours a day someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns and that someone is us we are free radio we are always there we are broadcasters visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more furnished by nab and this station
3: Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, or come by and visit us at the Festival of Flowers. If you're here, if you're on your way, just stop by. As soon as you walk in, you'll see us. Uh, We're broadcasting right by the big pole. Hey, I want to tell you again about the folks at Spider-Man Pest Control. Uh, Spider-Man, you know, I noticed the first mosquitoes are kind of beginning to buzz in the yard a little bit. And Spider-Man Pest Control has the Into 2 care Mosquito Trapping System. It's used by the city of Miami. It's used by Disney World. And what it does is it uses a system to um, to mosquitoes go in. They kind of uh, take a top, the, the, the poison, if you will, the bait, and they it, it kills them eventually. But they spread it around to different leaves and stuff. Uh, and it just kills the mosquitoes that land on it, too. So it's really a cool system. And you know if like they use it at Disney World, uh, it's got to be friendly, it's got to be environmentally friendly, and it's got to be uh, safe for those people. So if you're looking for an alternative that's been uh, tested in San Antonio, you can ask Spider-Man how it's working out. Uh, then check out the Into Care mosquito trapping system from Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Are you, did you write about it?
5: I did. Oh, I did. cool. I wrote about uh, butterflies, and I mentioned that one of the... Uh, We're not exactly sure how it affects uh, the... Yeah, we need to get Warren on. Yeah, it kind of reduces. We think it reduces the need for a general spray program, which if you're you're trying to raise butterflies, that's that's a real positive uh, uh, deal. If you can get rid of the mosquitoes without having to spray everything in the yard, it works pretty well. So
3: if it's bugging you, cool. We'll talk about that in a little while, and I'll get Warren on the phone. Uh, termite uh, control, lawn fertilization, wildlife management. Give them call, Spider Man Pest Control, 210 656 3721. 210 656 3721. If you can't remember that, just go to com. Go Spider dot com. All right, let's uh, we'll get back to the show now. Jerry, we were talking about oh, hi, how are y'all? Um, We're talking a little bit about what was at the... She
5: was asking me if I was behaving myself.
3: Oh, she knows you too well. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Anyway, uh, we were talking a little bit about what was for sale at the R&D booth. uh, Jerry and his uh, folks have some unique plants. uh, I got to see uh, yesterday when Rob sent me the flyer on them. There's some really cool stuff. I saw somebody bought the uh, white plumbago, What's it called? Yeah, right. Snowball, snow, snow, snow cones, snow something or yeah, we've powder got the,
4: Over at the uh, uh, gardening volunteer group that's working o- over there, uh, got a booth in the in the back right corner as you walk in, and uh, they've got uh, set, they got some citrus at a very reasonable price over there some uh improved meyer lemons and uh mexican thornless key limes are both over there in containers and i let i i think i think they're going for uh ten dollars a piece they're wow. they're smaller plants so uh, very reasonably priced that uh, citrus, and then the big the big seller over there is More Grande Hibiscus. Biscuit. I don't doubt it, which uh, uh, developed at uh, San Antonio Botanical Garden by Dr. Moy uh, under Paul's too, Paul Cox's
5: tutelage and support.
4: Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, Speaking of Paul Cox, I got a—I put the write-ups that everybody that you quoted in and that—that oh, uh, that were done on Paul Cox with some pictures that I had of him uh, on PlantAnswers.com. Oh, that's cool. He joins the uh, the uh, group of uh, what I call horticulture heroes, and uh, that. There are quite a, quite a few on, and Paul has joined them, uh, such as uh, Barton Warnock of uh, West Texas, and Dr. Laura Shreve, and Carol Abbott, the Blue Bonnet Man, and uh, Ken, Ken Langdon, and um, a whole bunch of Malcolm Beck is on there, and now Paul Cox. So if you want to read about Paul and, and see see the pictures, to go to plantanswers.com, and uh, I put it on the front page on the topics of the month. They had they had a sentence in his write-up about uh, a gentle person, an endel- endlessly proud father, a loving husband, and a supportive friend with a brilliant botanical. Mind and sharp wit some sometimes overlooked sharp wit,
5: yeah well, <laughs> and sometimes you had to interpret his uh, sense of humor for people, yeah right? but, but uh, so
4: why do, why does why do we he... talk about that paul Cox during the, when uh, we talk about more grandi because if it if it greg Grad was the original person that uh said that uh, one of Mr. Moy's best best breeding uh, product was the the largest open face uh, hibiscus that uh, he'd ever seen. So uh, Paul Cox talked to Mr. Moy and got him to give me cuttings and uh, from there uh, we put it on the market. So, uh, Paul Cox had his hand in uh, in a lot of things that uh, were developed by uh, uh, Dr. Moy, including including the uh, uh, Arctic Frost and Orange Frost. Oh, really? Center. Wow. Because uh, Paul talked him into letting Mr. Moy plant his his original uh, crosses of trees on the uh, botanical garden, and Paul brokered the the deal with uh, Greenleaf Nursery to start growing, and uh, so that that led to us oh. having uh, Orange Frost and uh, Arctic Frost available. So Pardon. Paul had a he was behind behind the scenes. Man, a lot of uh,
5: yeah, as, you, as the listeners uh, suspected, if you hadn't heard, Paul Paul passed away uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, and so it uh, has been. Uh, we talked about it quite a bit. He he had a basic. I mean, he was at the botanical gardens from the beginning. He had a major role, and uh, all, if you if you like the botanical gardens, the educational. Impact of the botanical gardens. Uh, Paul was p- part of it. He was yeah. act- acting director, probably more, more than... <laughs> than yeah, more times than they had a full time director. Yeah, and of course we. One of the things we appre- appreciated about one of many, he he was the, uh, I I think the best plant identifier of uh, all the. All of us in the uh, San Antonio area. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, and one of the best in the state of Texas too. He uh, knew knew the plants. He was interested and uh, knew, and uh, did a great job of researching uh, plant ad- uh, identification and plant yeah, he, growth. So he used We're to gonna cl- miss him. He
4: used to. He would. A- he would identify all the plants that were sent in to PlantAnswer.com. Which is very difficult because you're doing it from a picture, and uh, and most of the time uh, it's not a very good image. Uh, but uh, Paul, up until the very last, was always proud to say that he had never been stumped by pictures sent in the planet. The yeah, he was great. So uh, he, uh, we met, we're gonna miss him. I but didn't, anyway, but I guess. didn't
3: realize he discovered the Lowry Legacy, Sinisa? Yeah, wow, that's on <laughs> that's on Plant Answers. There's a picture of it there.
4: Yeah, that's what I say. He was behind the scenes uh, uh, doing a lot of stuff, and uh, back when I was doing television, uh, he would actually give me. Uh, I would work with him to get. Uh, Subject matter. Uh, I, I remember he, he introduced me to the raper bee,
5: hmm.
4: a raper bumblebee type. Uh, we may
5: not want to pursue this. I mean to pursue this. And, but... uh, and the uh,
4: uh, obedience plant. You know the one that there's a plant that uh, I forget what plant, what uh, genus it is but the flowers on the, you move the flowers around the stem and they stay there in other words you yeah. move them with your finger and they call it obedience plant huh Obedience plant
5: well of course he he was an advocate for the porter weed too that was not yeah
4: that's it right t- it took a while I mean, that for that to uh, become
5: famous but now we uh, now those of us that are interested in butterflies I uh, really treasure that plant, too. It's too bad we harassed him about it.
4: <laughs> and he's the originator of
5: Bubba Desertwood. Yeah. He named it Bubba. I
4: don't think I ever named it Bubba. <laughs> no,
5: no I, I don't think so either.
4: That was a, that was a Paul Cox name.
5: The, um,
3: at the, it's at plantanswers.com, and you can read it there uh, as well. So, and speaking of Senisa. So I don't, I'll check the weather forecast, but they're starting to bloom.
5: I saw that <laughs> too, Milton.
3: Yeah, so it sounds like we've got some rain in the forecast. I'm going to check it out and see if the uh, meteorologists seem to think so. Huh, I don't know what they
5: know. There wasn't much uh, on the... on the. Uh, we got a drizzle
3: this morning. Yeah,
5: Jared, no. uh, the paper didn't, uh, the next five days didn't show much action, but... No. You never know.
3: No, you got to have faith.
5: And the... Uh, Paul was the
3: one that told me that story, too. I believe him.
4: We also have uh, at our booth, the sale booth, uh, a, a new Salvia coccinia that was selected by uh, Rob DeRozha. And it's called Pink Flamingo. It's a very prolific bloomer. Blooms all summer. And it's called Pink Flamingo. Salvia coccinia, which uh, the the claim to fame of coxinia, uh the species, is that it'll do pretty well in the shade. Yep.
5: And they reseed, comes back every year. I got a I got a thicket that uh, yeah. the tropical version, and uh, it's just uh, very thick and can count on it every year coming back.
4: Yeah. But uh, the plants that we have, oh, I saw several people walking by with our, our recommended uh, pomegranate. And uh, we've got some large plants of that here. Uh, it's not on the market yet. But uh, it's, a, it's a large plumbago.
5: Plumbago or pomegranate?
4: I, I mean, uh, pomegranate. And uh, guess what color it is, Milton? The pomegranate. Uh, red? Maroon. Burnt orange. Maroon? Oh. No. <laughs> yeah, not
3: burnt orange. Anything <laughs> but.
4: No, there are some burnt orange. Well, some that have an orange coloration about them, the pomegranate, which Milburger says some. But this it one's. green. Uh, but yeah, but anyway, uh, law, I tell you what. One of the most popular <laughs> items here at the Festival of Flowers is is a newsletter. Did
10: you have
4: a question? Melberger newsletter. Do you want to answer? Uh, for uh, uh, June. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, for that May. May, May. Yeah, we'll and the they're night. available free of charge. on the air. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. go ahead and have one. Yeah, you can have one.
3: Hey, hang on a sec. We got a, oh, we got a question from the crowd here. So, here we go. Calvin, here. Grab that mic. You'll be on there. These guys will be able to help you. What's going on?
6: I found this oh. uh, volunteer in my backyard. and I was trying to identify it. Looks like like some type of a uh, succulent or cactus, but I'm not sure what it is. If you would help me out,
5: it's a uh, it's one of the palms. It's the yeah. na- native palm and reef. Recedes itself uh, quite readily, and you know it can. Uh, yeah, it's
4: all over the place. You remember what um,
5: that? Which one? What is called? You, if you got, if we got Paul, I mean, if we got uh, Mark Peterson here, Mark Peterson, yeah, Mark could. It's uh, a native, farm yeah.
4: So it's a little bit invasive. Oh yeah. No. Well.
5: Yeah. Can it be invasive if it's native?
6: <laughs> How large does it get?
5: I've got one that is as tall as that uh, black portion of the wall over there,
6: between the black and the blue.
5: Yeah, and
6: it's uh,
5: oh, 15 feet
6: wide. It's wide. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the spot for for something that large, but that's good to know. Yeah, to okay. fill,
5: but it, yeah, and it fills up the ground. And uh, in terms, you know, when we're trying to attract birds. We're always looking for something that makes a thicket and uh, looks attractive, and uh, you know, kind of neat. And it, it actually does fit that bill. It's uh, pretty maybe
6: fifteen feet tall and about fifteen foot wide. Yeah, and you can <laughs>
5: you can do some uh, you can do some uh, pruning on it, and it responds pretty well. Does they
4: might, they're mainly multiply by. Uh, about runner,
5: or pups? Yeah, off the, off the side. Yeah, but but they do drop the drop the seeds too. Yeah,
11: the seed too. Yeah. Does that have any kind of a flower or?
5: Yeah, it's uh, well. No, I don't know about that. No. Whether that has a flower or not. Not not a showy
6: flower. Guys, thank you for your it, help. Uh,
5: <laughs> as you might expect, it's very drought tolerant, and there's not too many pests that tackle it. All right,
3: 210-308-8867. 210-308. Yeah, I'm glad you asked it. 210-308-8867. Toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. We're going to take a break and come back in just a moment, and then Jerry will tell us more about some of the stuff that they've got here and featuring, and then we'll talk uh, some more about the Festival of Flowers. I'll tell you what's on sale at Millburgers, too, right after this. Uh, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210 210- More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Milburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolvarty Road. June 8th is going to be a busy day at Millburgers. Besides having the Top Tomato Contest, Millburgers is doing their quarterly blood drive. And we want to thank everybody that came out last time for Milburgers Blood Drive. You made it the most successful one ever. And guess what? We're counting on you to do it again. It's just as easy as going to Millburgers anytime between 10 and one thirty, and donating blood on June 8th. That's Saturday, June 8th for your donations. In fact, Millburgers is doubling the incentive. So when you come and give blood to milburgers on June 8th, that's right, you're going to get a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has nice gifts too. David Rodriguez will also be on hand that day to teach a great class on growing citrus in your yard. Whether it's a patio citrus or in your yard, David will give you all the information you need to know. So for more information, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com.
0: Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
1: Are you looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio? But I recommend you go see the professionals at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Owned and operated by proud American veterans, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange is dedicated to professionalism and your privacy. They order their coins and bullion direct from the trading floor, so you know you're getting the most up-to-date pricing possible when you buy. And when it's time to sell your gold or silver items, they pay top dollar. They also accept and sell Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text the owners, Tony Arderburn and his wife, Melissa, today. Call 888-667-1836 or just go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange.
3: back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Well, summer is practically here and that means it's time to head on out and enjoy your deck and patio. Uh, if that deck is not looking the way you want it to, And you know you're going to invite friends over. You're going to have barbecues. You're going to just sit out there and enjoy a nice southern breeze in the evening. Uh, Let it look like it used to look when it was brand new and you were so happy about it. Go to deckandpatiocare.com. Barry Hagendorf has been doing this, gosh, since the 1980s and knows what he's doing when it comes to refinishing that deck, sealing it up, making it look good. And making it, as he says, look like new again. But go to deckandpatiocare.com, and you'll see the before and after pictures, and they're absolutely gorgeous. And like I said, Barry says it as you, you know, it really can look new again. And these pictures are good proof of it. If you had hail damage in that hail we had, uh, gosh, uh, I guess about a month ago, uh, talk to Barry and make sure that you're, uh, you have everything, all the knowledge you need to have about your insurance and getting it. Uh, fixed up and making sure your insurance covers it. He can give you more information on that, too. But it's Deck and Patio Care. Look for the testimonials, all the tips and advice, deckandpatiocare.com, or call him right now if you know you want to uh, have him come over and give you an inspection and uh, give you a bid. Uh, you'll like his work, 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147, for Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. Well, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We're live from the 22nd Annual Festival of Flowers on Austin Highway at the Austin Highway uh, Convention, Austin Highway Events Center. And that's between uh, Walsham and Eisenhower Road on Walsham. A beautiful place, great facility, and uh, having a great time here today. David Rodriguez is finishing up his seminar in about 15 minutes called Vegetable Gardening in the the Four Seasons. But uh, Mary Dunford will be speaking from 1 to 2 on herbs. And then from 2 to 3, When Good Gardens Go Bad, uh, taught by Judy Barrett. And uh, she's got a book out called... When good gardens go bad. So it's an interesting topic, and we'll, uh, if, if she swings by here, we'll talk to her as well. But uh, uh, these are all still going on today. Plenty of things going on today till 5 o'clock. Uh, we were talking a little bit about some of the stuff that Jerry had on for sale. Uh, what else is going on, guys?
4: Well, one thing uh, that you can get here is we mentioned the Mailburger Burger Nursery newsletter that you can pick up here and inside that for the main newsletter and inside that newsletter are uh, uh, something to send in to get a free subscription to this uh, on the inside cover I mean on the inside back page uh, and so uh, you can uh, send that in now, I, I've just gotten uh, let's see yesterday my June issue. Uh, this is the May issue. But I've got the June issue, so I imagine they'll be at uh, Millburgers uh, pretty soon, if not already. I, I I get mine through the mail. And you can also, of course, call Millburgers and they'll give you, a, they'll uh, sign you up for a copy. Mm-hmm. In the May newsletter, there's a dollar off of the Festival of Flowers uh, show and uh, so there's a lot of uh, uh, publications and educational material that you can pick up uh, as well as plant material Uh, I I, was the lady came by and put a new uh, uh, put a a new publication uh, on our table and I'm glad to see in one of the first issues that they're promoting, uh, uh, Cabrito. Is that Calvin? In the first issue? They're, they're promoting, uh, Cabrito, goats. It's,
5: is that, that's not and the free, Edible tree. San Antonio. Oh, it's not the f- first issue though. Yeah, is it's issue? a new publication. Yeah, but I think I've seen. I thought I saw, I've saw seen some of those.
4: Milton, stories. did you see they got, they're they're c- promoting uh, Cabrito on the? I thought they're, co- they're
5: promoting that goat one?
4: cheese. Oh,
3: <laughs> I think you're supposed to eat goat cheese. Not they're going to the be coming
4: back here and, get <laughs> and taking these away from us. Yeah, I think so too. I saw that after Cabrito's
5: first lady popped uh, in my mouth. But that that. There, this is not the first edition, is it, Milton? No, they've been here before. Yeah, we've seen that before. Yeah. yeah. Is he being I
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's Cabrito.
5: It's not Cabrito? No, goat
3: cheese is so popular. Have you had goat cheese before? No. You really haven't had goat cheese? Mm. No, I've had a little bit, and I liked it. It's a soft cheese. Uh, and goat yoga is very popular now.
4: Yeah, I know goat... Did, they they used had, to have a... a, a Milk, milk goats over in uh, New Braunfels. Oh, really? I saw them over there, and they were because some uh, some people that are lactose intolerant.
3: Yeah, the goat milk is can not can handle
4: in- goat milk. Yeah, but I, I I still think the best use of go- young goats is the cabrillo. <sighs> yeah. Well, as Johnny Rodriguez. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs>
3: All right, 210-308-8867, <laughs> 210-308-8867. Hey, uh, talking about some things that are on sale at Mill Burgers, I'm going to save the best for last uh, that you were talking about, Jerry, but uh, the whirling butterflies, the Gara that we talked about a few weeks ago, that's on sale in the one-gallon container for four eighty eight. dollars uh, Pentas are on sale, speaking of attracting butterflies. Uh, the the one gallon container,
5: yeah, it's a good color plant for the
4: shade. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, for this sh- it's right three eighty eight.
4: Notice I'm going to let you stick with the three eighty eight and oh, the four eighty eight. Yeah, you'll have to tell people why you're letting me do that. Yeah, this is tax free weekend. Uh, yeah, the whole weekend, right? Yeah, uh, I think through Monday. Yeah, and uh, I I, both... I round up because I don't want people to be disappointed when they come. But
3: so almost everything at the nursery is uh, is sales tax free and. Um, I don't think it includes, like, you know, ornamental things like, you know, fountains and yeah, birdhouses yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't,
5: doesn't include uh, pesticides and yeah. uh, fertilizers either. But most
3: of the plants, uh, if not uh, all I'll of them. Keep
5: going on that plant list. Yes, okay, caladiums
3: are on sale in the six-inch pot for four eighty-eight. Butterfly weed, did you see that? In the one-gallon container for five eighty-eight? Um... Texas Lilac Vitex, uh, which is on sale in the 5-gallon for $18.88. Gold Star Esperanza is on sale for $19.88 in a 12-inch pot. Crepe Myrtles are still on sale in the 3- and 5-gallon container for $18.88. Millburgers Premium Lawn and Garden Fertilizer for $19.88. That's
5: a real real bargain.
3: Yeah, and the first thing that Jerry noticed when I opened up the website was Vinca's are on sale in the 6-inch pot for just two eighty-eight each or 10 for $25.
4: Yeah, I, I, I was excited about that. You remember last weekend I mentioned uh, and, and Vinca is... We've only had one report of deer eating Vinca. Yeah, one. Vinca how many Vinca is by far the best uh, deer-resistant plant. In other words, if you've got deer on your landscape it's a it's a good good blooming flower flower all all summer long and into the fall uh we, we had some that uh close to the house out in uh, fair oaks that didn't freeze down this winter so uh,
5: that's unusual
4: they're they're coming back with guy kind of like gangbusters and sometimes they reseed themselves, but uh, they've got the best uh, vinca uh, called Cora Cora, Cora. 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 Yeah,
5: the uh, variety Cora.
4: Yeah, is the is the most is the variety that uh, that is somewhat uh, disease resistant.
5: Yeah. Well, you're he's kind kind of hedging there, but it. If you, in the past, had trouble with Aerial phytophthora, right. you're probably not going to have it with Cora. Jura's hedging a little bit because they've, they've had a little bit uh, over the last couple of years as opposed to early when Cora came out. It was almost invincible. Yeah. But they've got uh, lots of good colors. They've got a upright plant, and then they've got a kind of a laying down plant. What do they call that? A uh, uh, spreading plant. Spreading, spreading, yeah. Plant. So those are on sale at
3: Mill Burgers. We'll talk a little bit more There's about them Mary. In a There's can, the
5: herb lady. Hey, how are you? Mary Dunford. <laughs> yeah, one of the speakers. Speaker
3: at 1 o'clock. <laughs> uh, but Margie's on the line right now at 210 308 8867. Hey there, Margie. Welcome to Mill Burgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I
12: am um, Miss. Yeah. How
3: about you? Doing well. What's going on?
12: I just need to
3: know when to fertilize satsumas. How do I? So she's trying to fertilize satsumas, is that right? Experiment. Yes. I mean, experiment. We're having a little I... tough time hearing you, Margie. Again, what were you trying
4: to do?
12: When when do I fertilize satsumas? Oh, when do you oh, fertilize satsumas?
4: Oh, okay. Uh, we usually put a spring application, these, 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 those are in the ground. We put a spring application, uh, in, like in February and March, in San Antonio, uh, of uh, fertilizer, uh, right, right when they bloom in or setting fruit, uh, of 1959 slow-release fertilizer. The, the, the one you use on your lawn, the one that's on the sale at Millburgers. Now, if you got them in containers, uh, you give them a good dose of uh, a copious amount of uh, Osmocote uh, okay. plus.
5: Now, does she do, dare do that now, or did she need to do that earlier?
4: Yeah, they, uh, do it in February. Which should should last uh uh six months, three three to six months
5: what if she what if uh, she hasn't fertilized okay. yet just wait
4: yeah yeah no any time with automobile
5: okay
12: so okay. that that's
4: so you can't go
5: ahead and fertilize
4: is you is okay. using the c- container or on the ground i
12: have a uh Arctic frost in a container and I have the uh, orange frost in the ground.
4: Okay. Uh have they got have they bloomed and they got fruit? They
12: they, they have fruit. Yes, they're not not wonderfully a lot, but I've already uh, been some of them.
4: Okay, good. Yep. yep. Okay, that's fertilizer is very important to satsumas.
12: Okay, so So, I don't fertilize them again until in the fall?
4: No, you don't fertilize them in the fall, just in the spring.
12: Oh, okay. Okay, I'm good then.
4: Because you don't want to fertilize them uh, too late because that will cause them to flush new growth or put on new growth. Oh, which will right. make them more cold susceptible. Okay.
5: What about what about Jerry? If they've got which is really common, if uh, especially for those in the container, they're showing uh, oh uh, chlorosis on the leaves. Or I mean, is it, is it reasonable for her to go ahead and uh, do a uh, soluble fertilizer?
4: Well, yeah. uh, uh, usually. usually if they're in containers and they're showing some chlorotic condition,
12: no, uh, they're
4: not. Usually, usually, that's a lack of nitrogen. Uh-oh. So what Kevin's talking about, we, we <coughs> excuse me, you uh, you go ahead and give them the osmoco, but to have them grow out of that uh, uh, condition. You've, you you uh, use water soluble fertilizer at least once a week, such as uh, Miracle-Gro or,
5: uh, it's, it's Miracle
4: Grow or Miracle Grow or Has to Grow or something like that. Yeah,
5: it's real dilute, but it uh,
12: I, I do. it's I real efficient, yeah, real
5: efficient too. I have has to Grow, so
12: that's great. So thank you
4: so much. You're back. Well, thank, thank you, 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 you for calling in.
12: Well, you, you take have care. To
4: play a play. You too. Okay, you too.
3: All right, Bye-bye. 210-308-8867. Bye. Bye-bye, Margie. 210-308-8867. And toll-free it's 866-308-8867. Broadcasting live, this is Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. We're live at the 22nd Annual Festival of Flowers. I haven't seen Lisa walking around anymore. I have. Uh, still since twice. We've- oh man, okay. <laughs> she got a
4: handful of tickets. Oh, is her husband here? Is here? No, working? she brought her poor sister. Oh,
3: okay. She's running out of people to help her. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a break in just a second, but give us a call and be a part of the show at 210-308-8867. For more information about all the things that we've talked about on the show, whether it's... Uh, Where to get your newsletter or the uh, Top Tomato Contest, the Blood Drive, uh, the Children's Gardening Classes, uh, David Rodriguez speaking on citrus. All of those are on June 8th. Go to MillBurgerNursery.com and you'll learn more even about the specials that are on sale at MillBurgerNursery.com. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 9.30 a.m., The
0: Answer. Breaking news, stimulating talk. This is 9.30 a.m., The Answer, service of Salem Media Group. K-L-U-P, Terrell Hills, San Antonio.
8: News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew with Washington... The House GOP conservative blocked a long overdue $19 billion disaster aid bill yesterday complaining it leaves out money needed to address the border crisis. It's a bill that includes nothing to address the clear national emergency and humanitarian crisis we face at our southern border. And the move from Congressman Chip Roy came a day after the measure flew through the Senate despite a big disagreement there and a Democratic power move to strip out the president's requested $4.5 billion. Federal regulators have now approved the most expensive medicine you'll ever buy. Here's correspondent Mike Rottier. The
0: most expensive medicine ever has won approval from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Zolgensma is priced at 2.125 million dollars. Sold by the Swiss drug maker Novartis, Zolgensma is a one-time therapy that treats an inherited condition called spinal muscular atrophy or SMA. The rare disorder destroys a baby's muscle control and kills nearly all patients with the most common type of the disease within a couple of years. Novartis says it will let insurers make payments over five years and will give partial rebates if the treatment doesn't work. I'm Mike Gracia.
8: On Wall Street Friday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 95 points to end the week on a strong note at 25,585. Oil prices up 72 cents a barrel. Authorities in Colorado say they raided hundreds of black market marijuana operators in the Denver area, flouting the state's Cannabis law by growing tens of thousands of plants in area homes. Most of the
2: searches uncovered illegal, large-scale, black-market marijuana grow operations. In most of those, the homes contained hundreds of marijuana plants, with some over 1,000.
8: That is your attorney, Jason Dunn, for Colorado. He says in all, they seized about 80,000 plants, 4,500 pounds of harvested black-market marijuana. More from townhall.com. 9.30
2: 9 30 AM The answer. Milburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Milburgers Landscaping and Nursery. On nine thirty AM, the answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer.
3: And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. We're broadcasting live from the San Antonio Festival of Flowers, the 22nd annual. Uh, Calvin just answered a question off the air, but it's a question that we've gotten a lot. And right. if y'all would have gone into lawns, I bet you would have gotten a lot of those questions too, which was on weeds. And that's true. How many big? She said she filled up how many trash cans? Do you six,
5: remember? Uh, six trash cans, just uh, just with weeds Picking and? weeds. Yeah, and of course she she called it Velcro plant, but we we've been calling it bed straw.
3: Oh, is that, <laughs> I didn't hear that part. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine.
5: And uh, of course, you know, here the, the whole whole list of weeds this year. Uh, now we're beggar's lice is the one we're trying to stay ahead of because it's such a, a seeds is get on get on your pets and they're uh, very hard to get out of their out of their fur Um and it's, it looks kind of like carrot Jerry thistle carrot weed um there's another plant that's called carrot weed too that has a but it's not it looks a lot like it but it's uh not the same uh problem but it, all the uh all the uh weed, ragweed now is coming up uh, summer weeds have have started the winter weeds haven 't even finished and the summer weeds have started mm. and uh now if you uh you know if you if you did your sandbur uh, uh, uh pre emergent on about March first as recommended uh about mid June would be the time that you should uh, put the second application in. Yeah, and we do that because uh, sandburrs just have a long period of time when they can germinate. Those stickers are sitting there waiting and waiting until uh, the uh, situation is right, and then they'll they'll come up and you'll get more sandburrs.
3: So, can I ask y'all a question? The okay, so where I had the so I had bed straw in the backyard and the front yard. Uh, the front yard was a little bit not a lot uh, and, and mowed it more often and the backyard i didn't get to as much because it kept raining and anyway so the bed straw got really big and there are there these now bald patches where the bed straw was uh it's like it sucked all the nutrients and the grass that was underneath it so when i cut it now it's this little layer of green mud or soil but it's it looks like it's just weird
5: is that what happens yeah because it's it's such a it uh, shades out everything oh okay and uh so for a while but it'll you know you will get a few rainfalls and then you'll get a new weed did you want to be on the air
3: oh okay you can ask him
5: yeah here we'll just we'll, that, we'll, would, we'll yeah. turn
3: jerry's mic down there someone wanted to ask him a question yeah. but yeah okay well i guess the other grasses will sneak in there the horse herb looks great
5: yeah, that horse herb is really taken off.
3: Yeah. The back uh, the backyard is
5: pretty much horse herb now.
3: Yeah. The front yard is still Saint Augustine. And I noticed something different. Speaking of lawns, okay, I've got a theory. Now, okay, here's my theory. That there is a sweet spot with Saint Augustine with shade and sun. And that so here's here's what I've noticed. You know, I'm walking the dog. Our Saint Augustine, believe it or not, looks good. And it's nice and thick and um, and it's under a big old oak tree. Okay, so it gets some sun, but not a lot. And then, um, then the neighbors have full sun, and their yard just hasn't. I mean, there's a lot of other factors here, but the two yards that have the nicest Saint Augustine have just one big oak that seems to cover it. The ones that have uh, that have no and they're poor where there's two big oaks and lots and lots of shade it does not do well. Yeah. It's like that just a little enough sun but I don't know, it's like the sweet spot.
5: Well, you're, you're you're right there but but all of that that sweet spot is affected by how much water is applied too. Now if you if you want the, the best looking San Augustine grass is in full sun where it gets lots of water. Okay. But if you don't get a lot of water then you're seeing what your sweet spot yeah. Theory. I mean, then then it's easier to have a nice lawn in semi semi shade.
3: So it, does a tree keep it from evaporating? Oh, the shade keeps it the the heat. Yeah, I mean, the it's from the, the, okay. uh,
5: but the uh, it uh, will. Part of it, will, it depends on the soil you have, and it depends on how much rain you get later. Okay. how much you can water it. Uh, but you're right. Uh, there's a lot of those places.
3: And where there's too many trees, it doesn't look good. True.
5: Yeah, you get uh, you get uh, past that yeah. you know, sweet spot, and then it's just too much shade. And, right. that, and that's what we run into a lot. A lot of folks that say their grass just doesn't look good anymore, and they you know a lot, some people are talking about changing out their San Augustine, a new a new uh, new sod, and everything. Well, I always want them to say now, is it caused, And Jerry does the same thing. Is it caused by excessive shade? And they say. No, you know, for 20 years, it's been yeah, great. We, we, we haven't planted a tree in 20 years.
3: It's always yeah, been good. Yeah. Yeah. A so that's bit, yeah. That,
5: that. that's one of the things. You have to look at how much sun you have now, uh, not 20 years ago. Yeah. And then how much soil you have. There's all kinds of factors.
3: And I I don't think I'm... Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm right on this, too. When we were getting the rains, the temptation was on those sunny days to let it, to, to mow it. Now we got a sunny day, you know, breaking the rain, mow, 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 because it was growing. And I kind of resisted that temptation and let it grow a little taller and a little taller. This is St. Augustine, though. I know I was risking kind of this, if it got too tall, then I was mowing it and it was going to brown out, but...
5: Well, St. Augustine has less of a, a problem with that than Bermuda. Did I remember correctly, or is this a
3: wives' tale, that if I let it grow longer taller that the roots are getting deeper if there's soil
5: yeah yeah in uh the basic the, that's the basic uh theory uh but you're you know you're also you're also uh, having it not look as good you want to you want to compromise where you get it okay you know three and a half inches is a nice height and you get a good root system and it looks good it looks good, <coughs> good too
3: I was telling Calvin, Jerry, my horse herb in the backyard looks really good. Doesn't it look good? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful.
11: <laughs> is it does. It's almost Is it
3: Evelyn that we uh, always, that calls about her horse herb, I think? Evelyn, I get, yeah. I get it, Evelyn. <laughs> I miss the St. Augustine in the backyard. It's all horse herb now. Everything
4: pretty much has gone away. What, what do you miss about St. Augustine? I don't know. It looked a little nicer. Oh, it does not. Does it bloom?
3: <laughs> it does not bloom. Like horse herb does? I know those beautiful yellow blooms. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't take much mowing. It's, it's easy. It doesn't. <laughs> un- right. Unlike the St. Augustine, which grips that mower and just pushes it. you got to really push through. That horse herb, you just, you barely touch that mower. It just goes right through. That oh, horse okay. herb pulls it for you. There you it's go. It's that not that good a plant.
5: But that horse herb, if you in the... If you don't, if it's in a place where you can't mow it, it can, you know, like in a vegetable garden that you're uh, having. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, oh, man, it gets, gets tough. To, it gets tough to pull it, or and you got to do more than just cut it. You're trying, you're trying to clear it out. So, anyway. All
3: right. Well, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867.
4: Fire ants showing up. Oh great. <laughs> and Ka- Calvin and Neil Fair gave yeah. the same answer. Oh my gosh. Did you see that?
5: I d I can't remember the specifics, but I <laughs> I noticed that Neil and I had uh I that his answers are getting more that yeah. you and I are, are comfortable with.
4: Yeah. As, uh, uh Calvin writes in his uh dig in now section in today's paper that uh, treat fire ant mounds in the vicinity of your activities <laughs> that's almost everywhere with a mound treatment of asophate. Um use a bait such as Amdro to control the more distant mounds that, that feed there and uh, firing controls for spinosad are labeled for use in the vegetable garden. And Neil 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 did you have a question? Neil, hey, no, one sec, second, one second. Neil right. writes uh, that uh, fire. Uh, he had a question: Fire ants so are getting into our raised right bed. How can we get rid of them without ruining our vegetables? And he said either use one of the insecticides that are labeled to control individual mounds of the fire ants with edible crops areas, within edible crop areas, or use an area-wide bait around the perimeter of the garden. And uh, he said he does both, which is a good idea. Now, right. I said, Can we maybe ask it on the
3: air? No. Come 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 grab the microphone and you'll be on the air. I know you're, you're in a hurry. What's going on there? What you uh, got?
10: Good afternoon. Um, this is the the blue mirror. And I just wanted to ask, is it good for the morning sun or just you could just plant it anywhere?
3: Let's see what they say. Well, you you yeah. don't want my advice. Oh. I grew this strawberry.
10: <laughs> did you, did you,
3: did you, see, you don't want my advice. <laughs> Shake your head. No, I don't.
5: I think you'd be better off in the morning sun. In
3: the
12: morning sun?
5: Sweet. Yeah.
3: Already.
4: It's a pretty plant.
5: What do you think, Cherry? It's Delphinium,
4: think? isn't it?
3: Yeah,
10: Delphinium, Blue Marrow.
4: Oh, that's sharp. Yeah. Oh, so uh, talking in the mic. That's, yeah. not, that's not the...
10: This one? Um,
4: what, what is that? It's well, the, where, where, what, whose booth did you get that out of?
10: I got it from the uh, the Bear County Master Garden. Oh,
4: okay. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's the wild one that reseeds all over
5: the place. Oh what a re- certainly not the Larkspur. Is that no. what we're talking about? No.
4: Well yeah, Delphadium Larkspur. Uh this'll this should recede.
10: So I could plant it in front of the house?
4: No, no. Uh <laughs> you know, well you can put it in the house or put it in the garden. In the no, garden. in front of the house you said. Yeah. But, but put it in uh morning sun afternoon shade
10: okay morning sun afternoon shade oh. That'd be all fast. right thank you well okay. good luck
3: all right bye-bye guys bye-bye. Bye. all right 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 did you want to oh okay just saying hi okay no oh. <laughs> well jerry i, I kind of cut you off there in the middle of talking about neil sperry and the fire ants what else you got going on what's you what's, uh. <laughs> what, got
5: Neil oh, okay good <laughs> good to see you
4: Neil Neil uh bravely attacks this uh the roundup uh the roundup or uh, glyphosate problem and some somebody scolded Neil and said mm. uh
5: I like your re- answer. I like
4: Yeah. You recently recommended Roundup in one of your answers. It gets into the soil and kills bees. Wrong and wrong. I think you should retract your recommendation of it. And, uh, Neil's. Takes it on," said. "I believe you may have your products confused. There had been an ample discussion of whether glyphosate, active ingredient in Roundup, might lead to cancer. But the EPA, on April 28, re- reconfirmed, reaffirmed its early announcement that glyphosates do not cause cancer." In humans, let me read that for those of you who've been listening to the organic uh, side of things. Well, to be careful, uh, there we just this been listening is, this to those is claims. Confirmed by the EPA on April twenty eighth, it reaffirmed its early announcement that glyphosate do not cause cancer in humans.
5: So uh, you, you can use it. And and that's based on lots and lots of research and science. And they say, well, what about these court cases? And uh, those court cases are kind of exceptional circumstances. And because a a jury or judge decides that in this case uh, glyphosate had some effect on a person, doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, it's one example and so you've got to kind of weigh it against all the research that exists, so it's a ongoing kind of issue, to, yeah. just like Neil says that the still it's an ongoing kind of kind of issue, but uh based on the the weight of the research, research that exists uh, uh, you can feel pretty safe about using glyphosate in fact uh
4: on plantanswers.com... I've speaking of the weight, there's David there it is. I got I've got a uh, an article written by um, uh, Malcolm Beck before he passed away, and uh, his his, uh, his uh, t- the title of his article is uh, "Roundup Is Nature's Best Friend." It is Malcolm's contention, and many many conti- contend. That Roundup kills the plants, uh, kills the plants and he gives the microorganisms that are on the roots of the plants time to relocate or go into a form that they won't be killed. Uh, so you can read that on plantanswers.com under, uh, just do a search for uh, uh, Malcolm Beck. And uh, you'll find his article. They, uh, as far as okay. the bees are concerned, there's no way in hell that that's killing the bees. Uh, Neil says the systemic insecticide, imidacloprid has been suspected of being involved in bee colony and the bee colony collapsed. But entomologists and other agriculture scientists, world-wide, now feel that it is much more likely that there are many factors combining to result in decreases in bee populations, and that the insecticide is not the main factor. Hmm. So, um, you, you just because you heard it on the radio or saw it on the Throw it in a newspaper or somewhere uh, doesn't necessarily make it true. Now Neil always uh, when he's recommending Roundup and uh, is, re- is recommending the uh, pure glyphosate because uh, the Roundup products have got uh, some of some of them have got additional uh products in there that uh make it fast acting and just makes uh, it ha- harder
5: to use harder okay? harder. you gotta yeah. Yeah. be really alert if you're ch- using some of those variations
4: so we're talking about uh, the glyphosate herbicide which Millburgers sales, by the way?
3: Hey, speaking of that, we're going to take a quick break and to tell you what's going on at Millburgers and other stuff. In the meantime, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Total free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Milburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulverde Road. Let's face it, if you're growing tomatoes, you know there's nothing better than a homegrown tomato. The only thing that comes close is bragging on that tomato to other people and maybe even winning prizes for those tomatoes. That's why a long time ago, Milburgers established the Top Tomato Contest, a friendly and fun way for gardeners to brag on their tomatoes and win some terrific prizes. This year, that's... Top Tomato Contest is June 8th at Millburgers at 1604 and Forty Road, and it all starts at 10 o'clock. It goes from 10 to noon when the judging will take place. There are three different categories: cherry and smaller, regular tomatoes, and then the biggest tomato based on weight. And one tomato will be named San Antonio's Top Tomato. So for more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com and mark your calendars for June 8th. We're going to have
11: lots of fun at
3: Millburgers Top Tomato. Contest.
11: Come to Furniture Now. Furniture Now. Come to Furniture Now.
10: Bring your truck and take it with you. Most deliveries are made the same day, even on Saturdays and Sundays.
11: Yes, we deliver on Sundays.
10: Furniture Now has a huge selection of sofas, bedrooms, dining rooms, kids furniture. Most deliveries are made the same day. FurnitureNow.com. No interest
11: for up to four years. FurnitureNow. Loop 1604 and Lookout Road. Next to Burlington. Next to Burlington. Or
10: Evers Road and Loop 410. FurnitureNow.com.
11: Come to FurnitureNow. FurnitureNow. Come to FurnitureNow.
10: Bring your truck and take it with you. Most deliveries are made the same day, even on Saturdays and Sundays.
11: Yes, we deliver on Sundays.
10: Furniture Now has a huge selection of sofas, bedrooms, dining rooms, kids' furniture. Most deliveries are made the same day. FurnitureNow.com. No interest
11: for up to four years. Furniture Now. Loop 1604 and Lookout Road. Next to Burlington. Next to Burlington. Or
10: Evers Road and Loop 410. FurnitureNow.com.
8: The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas.
1: It sounds like a bad joke. The Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and the Senate Minority Leader, Chuck Schumer, walk into the White House for a meeting with President Trump, supposedly to finalize details on a proposed massive infrastructure spending bill. But within minutes, perhaps seconds, the president walks out because Pelosi had just said minutes before walking in that the president is guilty of covering up information Congress wants. No amount of information or evidence will satisfy Democrats. Nothing the president does will stop more investigations, though investigations so far have turned up nothing impeachable. It doesn't matter to the Democrats, who are so filled with hatred because of this president's successful policies they can't see straight. Democrat presidential candidates repeat the same things we've heard before about struggling and working Americans. But there's far less struggling and more Americans working than ever before. So all they have is investigations and insinuations. A bad joke, but one that is no joke on many of the public who hate these games. I'm Cal Thomas.
10: Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. Talk to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. Get started today at ready.gov/plan, brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at the shelterpetproject.org, brought to you by the Ad Council,
1: the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund.
3: Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. the answer 210 308 8867 210 308 8867 Do we want to talk to Mark after that? Um, Mark who? Mark Mark Peters Mark, is up here with us. Uh, up he's walking away. I don't know. He's kind of shy. You know how Mark is. Uh, but uh, yeah. So Mark, what's going on? Bud we will we'll answer your question in just a second. What's going on there, Mark?
5: Tell Yeah, t- tell us a little bit about the the general the saws involvement in this event
13: um we used to uh, be here all day and i've kind of scaled it back uh because it was the weekend of memorial day and i wanted to give the staff a little time so we asked for volunteers but the main thing is we start working with our partners so gvsc one year master gardeners the other and we provide them with lots of different uh umbrellas shares all kinds of things that they can use to set up a display, and all we're asking is is promote Saw's materials as well as your own. And so uh, this year's is really outstanding. I really like how the master gardeners really opened it up uh, and the use of our banners and flags and materials. So okay. that's our, 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 and then we provide. Um, the organizers uh, uh a separate fund now
5: uh-huh. they handle i take it the plant distribution is over or is it
13: i see some blackfoot daisies still left still out there huh? so this year we had mystic Expires, blackfoot daisies and new gold lantana
5: mystic Expires uh, is a nice yeah uh,
13: so we work closely with peterson's uh, to develop uh, uh, some plants that we'd like to give up for the year. So, Miss Expires was our first choice, both at spring bloom and here at Festival that's of Flowers. a good.
4: That's a good plant. That's a good salvia.
13: I really like it.
5: Well, and that's another plant that's. Cherry and I were lamenting the fact that we had somebody call and say vinca in their neighborhood to the it. That was first we heard. But I mean, salvia and lantana. I guess both of them, at uh, least Lantana gets chewed on a little bit, but yeah. but uh, they're still pretty deer-proof. And, and,
13: and I'm still holding back. I don't know if, if that periwinkle was actually eaten on. I, I heard the comment last week. Yeah, yeah. I know. Maybe we'll take some pictures and provide us with that. But uh, salvias are an excellent choice in areas that have, uh, what do we call them, long-legged hogs, the deer? Yeah, that's, uh, uh, well you
5: don't dare, you don't call them that in my neighborhood <laughs> but i mean a typical neighborhood is 50 percent pro deer and 50 uh, yes. percent just yes would just soon not have so many deer um but it's uh they are difficult they're difficult to garden
13: yes it is a challenge right we always like to use that word uh, challenge and opportunities when you have deer
5: well an, an environmental issue too i guess mark in case of a it's so much harder to uh plant a shade tree even yes so you kind of well
13: you're... yeah you do have to take certain uh certain uh, things in mind so we got to have some stakes for that uh first couple of years until it gets approximately the trunk gets approximately two two and a half inches in diameter and we just go Yes, it's good radio, Milton. Milton, only I know. There. Yes, um, I'm showing with my hands. So, yeah, uh, the tines uh, cannot get around the the tree anymore, and so that's when we go. Okay, now we can take the protection off the trunk.
5: Yeah. Uh, so, now what is the situation in terms of deer? Are, are they expanding in the city, or are they uh, pretty much stable? The areas that they cover. Or,
13: well, you know. In general, across the state of Texas, the population has been expanding over the last four or five decades, and I would assume that uh, as we intrude into rural areas, they're going the deer are going to intrude back into the urban population. But I, when we start cutting off those avenues of, of uh, transportation or what I, what I want to say: walking back and forth. Oh, okay. Then migration, migration trails. Yeah. Okay. Then they. Uh, I thought we were. I thought the deer were driving in. <laughs> well,
5: in my name, my neighborhood. Uh,
13: Bab- they prefer SUVs. So. Oh, okay.
5: Babcock is just like a uh, uh, fence, a big fence, because mm-hmm. they just don't make it across yeah. the street. Yeah, you know, they get hit. Yeah. Uh, and
13: then and then yeah, the development on the backside of that area. Now starting to to fence it in on that side, so now you get smaller and smaller populations. Cool. So all right, thank you, sir. You're very welcome. We're gonna. I I just want to say we had a wonderful program this morning. Was it lively? It was lively. That's what what you all (laughs) promised. Yeah, Uh, we had a lively discussion and and good back and forth.
3: Yeah. Hey, and I'm bragging on my strawberry. My crop yeah, came in. Yeah, I know. In.
13: I wanted to see it. Thank Isn't you. Isn't that pretty? Yeah, it is pretty. Yeah. <laughs> We're <laughs> growing pretty grapes,
3: funny. cherry strawberries now. There's cherry tomatoes and cherry strawberries, thanks to me, for the person who doesn't want a whole strawberry, where it's too much to eat. Yeah. All right. So Bud is on the line at 210-308-8867. Thanks, Mark. Bud, thanks for waiting. How can we help you today? What's going on?
14: Uh, good afternoon. How are you all doing? Good
3: afternoon, Bud.
14: Uh, I have uh, some general questions, and then probably that'll lead to specific questions. Okay. Uh, first, I guess the most general. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, I had to burp. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, malathion, as compared to seven dust. Which one is the more powerful, uh, more effective to use for all the winged bugs that get on, uh, especially the squash plants? They'll get on tomato plants, other plants too, peppers, so forth, so on.
5: The, the you're you're comparing the dust to a malefiant spray. Yes, I. Uh. I would pick seven spray over malathion spray, but I think I'd pick malathion spray over the dust. I I've never gotten yeah, I've never gotten real comfortable. It's uh, I mean, you, you, it takes longer to spread it, and uh, you use more material uh, with uh, with a dust. But uh, I don't know if. Uh, i guess we have to base it on our our experiences Jerry you well we were talking
4: uh, uh, uh by seven is about the only thing that uh, we have left that uh, that'll do a decent job on uh, on uh, bug. yeah for sure uh, and so uh, now on if line, I you say. have you
5: it's the second choice i guess
4: yeah and uh of course, the, the best thing we ever found to use on stink bug has been taken off the market, called fowl Uh That was uh, a dust that we used for years and uh, did a pretty good job on squash fine borers and, uh, and stink bugs. But uh, it's no longer available. So uh, I, I, the dust is so hard to... Hard to get evenly distributed.
14: Well, and I do, I do, supplement. I do agree with that. Um, yeah. The uh, how 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 long? Uh, generally speaking, do you have a um, positive effect when you apply, in comparison again, the malathion in comparison to the uh, seven dust?
4: Uh, probably, probably seven days on the seven does.
5: Yeah, five, five to seven. Yeah, and and the Malphian may have a little longer uh, wait period. I don't know if that indicates or I don't.
14: Yeah, know. it doesn't have a very long wait period. Oh, it
5: doesn't. Okay, no. so that that must be about the same then.
14: Yeah, the uh, the label books on the two products that I have, they both say. Um, wait seven days before the next application
5: yeah right right.
14: or did Uh, they say
5: how long to wait before you can harvest
14: well yeah yeah that uh that also um they i'm i'm surprised uh in both of these they say apply only so and so many times per year both of them do
4: yeah, they um, all they they put that on all of them.
14: Okay, how, uh, how I don't think uh, people follow how, that. How critical is are those cautions on those labels?
5: Well, I know when I had my commercial peach charger that uh, it was desirable to alternate. I quite often used. Uh, malafion and, and then seven you know alternate of course durzban was available back then and so viadan right. also was available right. there so you yeah there there was uh desirable to change uh to uh, alternate uh, with the products that you were using now it gets harder and harder especially a backyard right spray is uh there are not a lot of choices
14: well, for example, the uh, Spectracide book says, um, let's, let's take squash for the example. Uh, squash says three times. The uh, seven canister of the dust on squash says six times per year. Right. On a Hello. tomato, Spectracide says four times per year. On the seven dust for tomato, it says seven times per year. If I go beyond any one of those parameters for whichever one I'm using, whichever product I'm using, uh, am, am, am I um, taking too much chance, for example? No,
4: the- it's, it, it, it's not that, that it gets into the plant or gets into the fruit. Uh, that they put that recommendation on there uh, they just don't want you uh, using it uh, in a, in one area
5: more than uh, on the recommended label yeah it's probably it's, probably, it's a indicator that uh, using it that much or more is not going to give you a better effect right oh. but but if the if it's on the label, the label is the uh, is the law. So uh, well, true, they may true, true. They may say uh, they recommend, or they may say only use this this much.
14: But it, but it's not that I have committed some great sin if I make a fourth application per year when the label says three applications per year. No. Okay, yeah, well, but that's it, really that's really really great for me to understand. See, these labeled things they 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 don't they, they don't um, say this kind of stuff, and and yet, right. from a legal standpoint, I can understand why they don't. Right. Uh, okay, um, let's see. Uh, I had an absolute catastrophe with uh, mainly they are cucumber beetles. Right. Uh, it also involves Colorado potato beetle and then a few other things thrown in with it. <laughs> um, I didn't have time to do my garden the way I should have. Uh, at any rate, to keep this as short as I can, uh, it came to the point where with my squash, they were getting ready to vine all over the place. I said, Oh, I got to get rid of all these weeds around here. So I made a quick uh, major cleanup using a hoe of all those weeds in the areas that I figured well these need to be clear. Lo and behold, whole, the next day I go out there and practically every leaf on the squash is nothing but a skeleton. Yeah. And, uh, so, so, so many. The great number was the uh, cucumber beetle. Uh, so I grabbed my malathion and uh, mixed it up and sprayed it. And uh, a few hours later, I come back and I say, Oh, my gosh, look at all these boats on the top of the leaves here. That malathia is just not doing much. I went and got my seven dust. Yeah. <laughs> I laid that in the same day. I laid that <laughs> on those leaves. And uh, I said, Well, I better not do anything more than that. So now for seven, eight days, I've been watching those plants really, really close. And every three hours, four hours, five hours, between the visits to those plants, oh, all the great number of bugs underneath the plants, dead, so forth and so on. Good. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about the fact that I use the two products on the same day.
4: No, that's that's no problem.
14: Okay, they're they're
4: compatible.
14: Now I do recognize here now after about six days, seven days. uh, Every time I go out there, I do still find some brand new, newly visited uh, bugs, and they're dead or I can see them dying. One of the interesting things about it, uh, they cannot walk on their legs when they have received too much from the uh, chemical, they can't walk on their legs. I can even take them by hand and put them upright on their legs, and they immediately flip over on their backside. And then they just sit there and, you know, suffer until they're finally finished. Okay. But anyway, at these now six, seven day points, uh, some of the bugs uh, will meet their end, I guess, rather quickly. Some others, okay. Well, no, they they they're not. Uh, they, they they may survive. Okay. And then I started wondering. Well, okay, what about these limitations on how many times I can use this stuff?
4: <laughs> yeah.
14: That's part you, of the reason. Yeah,
4: you, you'd be, you'd you'd be better off. Anytime you spray an insecticide, it does it doesn't kill all the insects. It kills a, a percentage of them. And uh, uh, then uh, like I say, if you continuously use that one insecticide, uh, you, the insects actually develop a resistance oh, I see. to that insecticide okay. and you spray and it won't kill any of them or very few of them. And uh, that's why we switch off. Insecticide every every second spray. I see. In other okay. words, you, uh, use the marathon one spray and then uh, or two sprays in a row, and then uh, switch to seven. Does. Okay. All that should give you good control. But okay. I gotta
3: go. Got gotta go to a break. Are we okay? Yeah. Okay. Much. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Bud. You take care. We're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. We'll be answering questions off the air here, and then we'll tell you what they said right after this at 210-308-8867. Live from the San Antonio 22nd Annual Festival of Flowers, I'm Milton Glickle. with Dr. Calvin Finch. Dr. Jerry Parsons we will be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Verde Road. June 8th is going to be a busy day at Millburgers. Besides having the Top Tomato Contest, Millburgers is doing their quarterly blood drive. And we want to thank everybody that came out last time for Millburgers blood drive. You made it the most successful one ever. And guess what? We're counting on you to do it again. It's just as easy as going to Millburgers anytime between 10 and one thirty, and donating blood on June 8th. That's Saturday, June 8th for your donations. In fact, Millburgers is doubling the incentive. So when you come and give blood to Millburgers on June 8th, that's right, you're going to get a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has nice gifts too. David Rodriguez will also be on hand that day to teach a great class on growing citrus in your yard. Whether it's a patio citrus or in your yard, David will give you all the information you need to know. So for more information, go to milburgernursery.com, That's milburgernursery.com.
5: Why well, was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the
0: dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids.
5: What did
9: the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son.
0: <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
8: Okay, Sarah, I'm dropping you at Emily's, and Josh, you're going to soccer, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, and by the way, when I pick you up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What?
9: No! Yep,
8: me and my short shorts doing my daddy dance. Your friends will love it. No! Well, I might change my mind if you buckle your seatbelts.
9: Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all
10: buckled.
0: Whatever it takes, keep them safe. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.
11: If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, You're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurray, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomLineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom
12: Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line
9: Fulverty Road, Tex Hill Middle School students are called the Tigers, inspired by the Flying Tigers. The San Antonio story of David Lee, Tex Hill. After this.
7: Spring is here at Countywide Service Company. Our technicians are ready to evaluate your system and ductwork, making sure you're ready for the Texas heat. Our partnership with American Standard allows very affordable options for your needs. American Standard, a trusted brand and county-wide service company, grew in Bear County for over 50 years. Call
2: 210-732-9772. License number TACLA-28066E.
9: Tex Hill was an American hero as a triple flying ace and squadron leader of the legendary Flying Tigers during World War II. He retired in Military City, USA as a Brigadier General. Today, a generous scholarship is named in his honor to attend the school he did as a young boy. San Antonio Academy. I'm Sonny Melendrez.
3: In South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867. We're live from the 22nd Annual Festival of Flowers here at the Austin Highway uh, Event Center. Beautiful facility with uh, lots of great things going on. People were right in front of the door. So I just see these uh, crowds of people coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in. And then people are bringing out plants and uh, loading them in their cars that they got from the... Uh, uh, the plant exchange or if they got from other vendors around here uh there's all kind of, there's a fresh honey uh there's all kind of, there's kettle corn and all kinds of great stuff here at the festival of flowers so i encourage you to still time uh, there's a seminar coming up from two to three uh the one with mary dunford is almost through uh, but from two to three when good gardens go bad uh and it's taught by judy barnett or judy barrett rather uh, who's a texas organic gardener and uh, she's written books with uh, and edited books by uh, by Malcolm. And in 1998, she founded and published the monthly periodical, Homegrown Good Sense Organic Gardening. She's the author of the book When Good Gardens Go Bad, and I imagine that she'll be signing copies of it. She's got it here. She's got her own booth, uh, so uh, she is um, uh, again here and uh, talking to folks. Uh, at the Festival of Flowers. It goes on today till 5 o'clock. So come on out and be a part of it. 210 308 8867 is our number. Give us a call and be a part of the show. 210 308 8867. Again, wow. some stuff on sale at Mill Burgers. Finca's in the six inch pot, just $288. Uh, penta's in the one gallon, just 388 Butterfly weed in the one gallon, just $588. Uh, Gold Star Esperanza on sale. Uh, vitex on sale as well too, so lots of things on sale at Milburgers.
5: Now that that butterfly weed actually is curvasica, which is tro- uh, tropical milkweed or Mexican milkweed. So a lot a lot of folks call uh, the uh, tuberosa the native milkweed, but there, uh, Milburgers they use that same common name for both. Okay. Uh, so of course uh, the the uh, that's a uh, very uh, the tropical milkweed is very popular with the monarchs and uh, the queen butterflies and all the, all the butterflies like the the nectar source and then the queens and the mount monarchs use it for uh, laying their eggs too so that's a good choice uh, let's see oh we heard uh, we had somebody call uh, i mean stop by milton and asked about peaches with uh scar tissue on them and with uh, some kind of a um, oh, plastic-like or uh, sap coming out of the fruit and that's the classic symptom of uh, stink bug. Leaf-footed bugs, you know, all those stink bug related and, uh, and that, that's one of the reasons or that main reason why we have to uh, generally expect to have to spray every week on peaches, if you want to keep them uh, free of, uh, or you want to have them blemish-free. Sometimes you get lucky on that first crop, or uh, even the second crop, but uh, eventually those uh, stink bugs will find those. Oh yeah. Or yeah, and then the the birds are are there too, and the squirrels are there too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and so it's. Uh, Lots, lots of uh, challenges. What, what, makes it that makes it fun and exciting to garden? There you go.
4: Okay. Well, it makes sense that that uh, they didn't bother your uh, Florida king because it's so early.
5: Yeah, that was, They, that
4: they was, haven't had a chance to uh, to was, multiply yet.
5: That was just amazing. Uh, that it. Uh, that f- I just, uh, I just get more and more. <laughs> uh pre- appreciate Florida king every year.
4: Yeah, that that may be another reason to recommend it so. Yeah, highly. that may
5: be the uh uh the San Antonio the the, the peach for San Antonio backyard growers. Absolutely. Yeah, what a nice looking fruit and <laughs> and you can thoroughly early you know, taste good. Yeah, at least we've uh last couple years we've managed uh you can uh, minimal amount of spraying. I didn't spray at all this year. Yeah. And they
12: turned out pretty well.
5: Do you have June Gold? Is It, it used to be our... Uh, I've got June Gold, Gold. and I've got uh, Techstar and Sam Houston. Okay. but I, I really haven't had a good per- performance from Techstar Star, Sam Houston. This year, they've got some fruit. Uh, June Gold has got fruit. Um, you know, when June Gold
4: first came out, it was... Uh, of the queen oh, of the crop
5: yeah it would uh, say the only thing that saved me on my peach orchard oh was, yeah because they were well,
4: as it yeah, as it a uh, older tree uh, more recently sold trees had that problem of uh, twin fruit you know double fruit yeah uh, whether the pit would actually split and make it on un- yeah un- that's com- unsellable. That was common.
5: that was common for um, june gold yeah it was uh, advisable that you have a uh, roadside market to sell the seconds oh yeah because june gold they and they were big fruit um and it was a reliable producer but but they were uh yeah they were not a uniform yeah right fruit, but not not like uh, florida king yeah gosh yeah that florida king really looks looks exciting it looks good if
4: you have, take the paper, be sure to read Calvin's article in today's paper, Section C, about butterflies are holding their own. Well, are you uh, did you? I haven't read the article, but did you talk about uh, their the? they're increasing, the population is increasing?
5: Uh, I, I thought it did, but I didn't, re, uh, they may have edited, uh, I think I related that the uh, population in uh, the wintering grounds had gone up considerably Good. over the last year, but then there's also you know, you can't win though, because the report from uh, the west coast that uh, <laughs> the Monterey wintering ground, the population had dropped way down but so there was, there was, uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll take whatever good news there is available, but they've, uh, they've done a better job of stabilizing, uh, protecting the wintering grounds down there in, uh, Mexico city area. And, uh, uh, lots of folks are participating. You know, you, th- you don't think about, uh, well, you, a few milkweeds in each of our gardens, uh, does actually make a make a difference Plus, especially when you've got initiatives uh, all up and down the i35 corridor and other places on uh, getting uh, some elkweed in place um, and we're all uh, kind of reviewing our our use of uh, pe- pesticides and uh, you know we uh, are being careful to, to use the to, to target and not do general sprays when we can avoid it uh, and uh, we talk about that in the article too. Where we talk about the uh, the importance of uh, controlling for mosquitoes because of the virus situation. But but there's some uh, tactics there that we can follow that that help us both control the mosquitoes but also minimize damage to butterflies and other desirable insects.
4: Yeah, you say you say that. Uh to eliminate some
5: or all
4: of the plants from your garden that are likely to require insecticide—is
5: that tomatoes? That could be tomatoes. Now, now I don't know, I never <laughs> think of tomatoes—not—not not compared to peaches. I think yeah, of peaches oh, yeah. as as requiring a spray program. I I think of tomatoes that we generally get by. Now, this year though, I have not had a great uh, great luck with. Uh, I've had a lot of insect uh damage on uh, my er- earliest tomatoes. Uh so I may have to eat my words there. But uh, <laughs> but but you know some of the some of the things that we grow, we mean you know you know you can move them too. I find myself I planted uh Like my milkweed right next to my peach trees. That doesn't, if I'm going to spray the peach trees, that doesn't make any sense, you know. Okay. So I made the choice to put up with uh, some damage, insect damage to my peaches so that I wouldn't uh, uh, hurt the uh, butterfly population. Right. But uh, everybody just has to kind of review their situation and look at it and then uh, look at the. tactics that are available and alternatives and strategies and you can usually come up with a pretty reasonable uh, p- practice or uh, uh, strategy to have both butterflies and control the pests you need to control Yeah,
4: the, th- uh, <laughs> or the, the unfortunate thing uh, for butterflies was that uh, when BT came on the market Bacillus thuringiensis, an organic, the best farmers used it, and everybody used it, the best control for caterpillars uh, uh, that's ever been ever been on the market. And uh, like I said, the commercial growers used it, and there were certain types of uh, caterpillars on uh, on cabbage. I remember. That uh, that that was the only control for them was the organic control, which uh, kind of made the farmers happy too because they wanted they they wanted to use a safe product in the in their fields. So, you know, uh, but that that indiscriminately kills.
5: But you, you know, you can if you grow broccoli and uh, cauliflower and cabbage yeah. in our gardens. Uh, actually it's not unreasonable to use BT because you're, you're really targeting those plants. Yeah. You're not, you're not spraying it over the whole yard. And there's, the uh, the spray is effective for just, it's limited to the, the, the caterpillars that are eating right. the cabbage. Right. And then, uh, what, five or six days, it's potency. Right, right. So you, you, you can, uh, but you made a, one good point too is, uh. Quite often, I hear, "Well, the or, you know—the organic controls won't hurt the butterflies." Well, no, they. <laughs> or it, a pesticide is a pesticide, whether it's organic or yeah. or manufactured. Both of them have the same potential to to hurt your butterflies. So you just got to be careful and make those kind of decisions that Jerry was talking about.
4: Uh, I don't think uh, monarchs or certain. Uh, only certain butterflies feed on cabbage. Yeah, that's true. That, yeah, because, you won't see.
5: Like, like I, I don't see it affect my butterfly population by me spraying right. BT to control cabbage lupus. I, th- I, think, I think you're right. All right, guys, we've run out
3: of time. No. Oh, no. I know. So we're going to say goodbye for today and begin to wrap let's it up. Let's do it again tomorrow. Let's do it again tomorrow. We'll do it over at Millburgers. Okay, see what that's like. Sounds we'll good. So we'll be at Millburgers tomorrow at 1604 and Boulevardie Road. Thanks to Al for getting all the calls on the air and making it sound so good. And on behalf of Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, I'm Milton Glick. Thanks to you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow on 930
0: AM, the Breaking News.